Killian Murphy's a pretty good looking dude. I don't know. And he's an actor and he's in Hollywood and stuff. I feel like he beats me in that department. Ah, pshaw. It's all it's all subjective. It's all up for anyone's interpretation. I vote for him. Everyone else can vote however they like. <laughs> Let's see him throw a one-two breaking ball to Shohei. Let's see me cry on command and act and 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 have passion when a nuclear bomb goes off. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode number 207 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. And I'm, I don't know, I kind of feel out of place because I'm not in a hotel room with this guy on a, you know, next to a bed with him. Tyler Glass now, you're all the way across the country from me. I feel distant. I know. Far away. Florida, California. What can you do, though? Good thing we got Zoom. Uh, by the way, this is a new look for us. Is is this your house? This is your house, right? Oh, no, no I'm, I'm with Shane right now. So they're doing renovations at my house. So I'm moving with McClanahan. Oh, this mm-hmm. is a McClanahan residence? Yeah. I don't know if he wants us all over the internet, but there you go. Damn. <laughs> yeah. It's a nice this, place. Yeah. This is pretty good. By the way, has he had his surgery? Yeah, he did. I think he had it, what, yesterday? He came home. I talked to him today. Seems in good spirits, and then now he's at the field doing like rehab stuff. Oh man, how about how's you know, he doing emotionally? I think fine. I don't. I've really like gotten to talk to him in depth. I'm sure it sucks, but he's a pretty tough dude. Like I'm sure he'll he'll have some up and downs like throughout the process, but he's pretty he's a pretty resilient human being. Okay, um, I do want to. So how does this happen? Like, hey, can I live at your place while they're doing renovations? How does that whole thing? Yeah, I like mentioned it and he was like, yeah, just come stay or whatever. I was like, for like a little bit. I don't know how long we'll be here. Probably like a couple months. And then I think they'll be done in a few. And then during the off season, we'll be probably gone and like at a different place. But just for like the meantime, probably for season, I'll be here. Is he married? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's how. That's a pretty nice bachelor pad. I got to tell you, man. That's really good. Yeah, he's got a nice house. That's badass. He's uh, he did a good job, too. I think he like designed part of it or like picked out stuff and he did. Good job. Here's the kitchen, as you can see. Very nice. Yes. So, how have uh, do you do you like go through closets and stuff? Like, do you, does it pique your curiosity just a little bit? Not really. I just have my little the room back here. It's like a, a nice room, and I just I stay in there. We hang out in the living room, and then I go to the field. It's pretty standard stuff. I haven't really snooped around at all. Okay. All right. Yeah. A uh, lot to get to. Uh, it's been a while since we've caught up. I want to start with this. You guys were in Southern California right when Hillary was hitting. Mm-hmm. In fact, they had canceled your Sunday game. They made it a doubleheader on Saturday, one of which you pitched. And then you guys had a nightcap at like 6 o'clock or something. Were you like looking at the weather the entire time thinking, oh, my God, are we going to be able to beat this storm out of town? No, I think if we had to stay. So they canceled the games on Sunday and then we had the doubleheader Saturday. If we had to stay Sunday, I would have thought about it a lot more. But when they did the doubleheader Saturday, I was like, all right, we're good. Because it wasn't going to start raining till Sunday. So I knew that night and then like it wasn't raining there at all. And I knew we were probably good to go as long as we left late on Saturday and not Sunday. So I didn't really think about it too much. See, I would have been like, I'm a travel freak. I always check on planes and stuff and weather and atmospheric (laughs) pressure and stuff like that. I imagine you're the complete opposite. You get on a plane, you're not worried about anything, right? Generally, I guess it just depends on like if I'm on a vacation or like trying to figure out like what flights I'm supposed to navigate. But once it's booked and I've done everything, like I usually don't care just because I can't do anything about it. Like if the weather gets messed up, then like I'll have to reroute from there. But like I don't really ever try to like pre do anything just because a lot of times like they'll kind of do if the flight does get canceled or weather issue, they'll like put you on a different one. But I'm pretty. 
whatever. As long as I've booked it and I'm good to go, I kind of like out of sight, out of mind a little bit. That is a long flight home, by the way. That's a good, that's mm-hmm. probably five full, I would say, from Anaheim to Tampa. It was like four something. I don't really, I don't probably like five because like the jet stream or whatever. But we have a really nice flight, like a, with cool seats and stuff. And I just slept. So I, I didn't really think about it. And I can sleep on flights pretty easily. So really at six yeah. foot eight, you can sleep <clears throat> on flights. Depends on the seat. Like in a, if I was like coach or something, it's a lot harder because I don't really fit either way, length or width. But like, if it's a nice flight, like if there's any sort of like recline or anything, it's it's a lot easier. Okay, stop. When was the last time you flew coach? Uh, like this year. Sometimes if there's no like, for, uh, yeah, like I'll fly coach all the time. If there's no spots available in first class, I'm not gonna like wait till the next flight. I'll just do. I'll try and get like an exit row. I flew like a long time ago to Thailand in a middle seat and coach. That was pretty bad. <laughs> okay, that was a lot of years ago though. But yeah, that's. That's mis- how do you fit? You can't fit into a regular seat. I fit like widthwise fine. It's not a lot of room, but like lengthwise is the hardest issue. But I got the bull kit then, so I could kind of have leg room. But a lot of times, like I'll just usually get the exit row, and that's pretty doable, just because I can like straight straighten my legs out. But I guess as far as like arm stuff, I'm not like the widest human, but I still am wider than most. But generally, I'll go first class. But if not, I'll just especially if it's like a short flight, I don't really care. I'll just like put my headphones on and listen to a podcast or something and not think about it. So what if you go on a regular flight and you don't get bulkhead and you don't get exit row, do you look like you're, you're smashed inside of a soup can? Kind of. Yeah. I'm just like stuck. It'll either be like a window or an aisle is usually the move. Windows suck. Cause you like all crunched up on the side windows or middles are probably better than windows to be honest, as, as far as fitting, but I'd go aisle seat, but generally like, I'll try and book them early enough to get like a an exit or guilt someone into the exit road and switch with me or something. Please <laughs> cry I'm a little six bit. Foot eight. Yeah. There's Look nothing I can do. I'll go up to the desk on my tippy toes and be like, I'm tall. I can't do this. And they're like, oh yeah. A lot of times they're pretty sympathetic. But sometimes if they're in a bad mood, they're like, too bad, kid. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. I can't it doesn't s- happen often though. What's your overall impression of the airline industry? Because there are there are times where they act like they're doing you a favor. I'm like, yeah. wait a second. I'm the motherfucker that just paid like $698 for a seat. I know. I look at it both ways. Because back in the day, like when they first started doing flights, there were more suits and stuff. Like the equivalent of what a cost, like a flight would be, it was like three grand. If it was the same price, it was a lot more expensive. You got better leg room, better like customer service. But they went to that like economic model of trying to get as many people to fly as possible to make more money. So I think like the quality is obviously going to go down a little bit. And then now with all the strikes and stuff, like it's terrible as far as air traffic control and all that stuff. But I get super Karen like sometimes on flights. Like I'm not going to go like yell at people, but like certain things they do when you're like, you're obviously wrong. Just admit it and be like, Hey, we're working with you. Sorry for the inconvenience. It's like, what's your fault or it's what it's not our fault. Like, or they'll lie about like, cause certain things on the, reimbursement list like if it's weather or whatever they don't have to reimburse you or if it's like engine or some stuff and they'll just completely lie about like what it is and everyone knows they're lying and then people get angry and that's yeah it's kind of a it's a shit show it makes me annoyed but at the same time like i don't know if i if any of us went in to like try to fix it i don't think we could could do a better job just like a bad system i don't know if it's anyone's like fault maybe the head guys but (laughs) do you uh do you ever play cards on the flight I've played a few times, like, yeah, gamble or whatever, but not really. Like, I like to, I like going on flights to do my own little, like, alone time. Like, it's always, like, if I can listen, I find, like, new music or, like, watch stuff or listen to podcasts or just, like, do, I don't know. I'm in more of, like, a headspace to just, like, go into my own little world 
than I am to like socialize. I, I kind of just like go into my little nook, but sometimes I'll feel, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be a little, I'll feel froggy and I'll gamble and stuff. That away. Um, are yeah. you watching anything good? Cause we're watching, we're, you know, we're very late on this, but I'm watching the Lincoln lawyer. It's fine. No. Yeah. I, I watched season one. It's like super tacky, just, blech. but it's entertaining. Like, it's just yeah. I just don't like corny like not sitcom but like corny network shows but it is yeah. like if you're a time waster like I watched the, the whole season so I haven't seen season two but it it's okay it's a it's lot okay. of people like it it's always like number one it's a little tacky but why not you know sometimes yeah. you need a little tacky TV yeah you do and particularly when you're uh, when you've been married almost twenty six years like you to find something that you both agree on you're like I know yeah, we'll give it a shot it's fine we don't yeah you know. so my parents. They're actually watching Lincoln Lawyer too. That's like the same. They're like, no, we, this is the only thing we could agree on. They don't watch things that are similar at all, like completely opposite. Yeah. So what are you yeah. watching? What am I watching? I haven't really done a lot of series stuff. I've been to kind of like more on just like going through YouTube and going through that the wormhole if I have like any time or like going on my phone or something. Like series, I've really been doing a lot of. It's either like podcasts or YouTube or like something like that. I feel Anything like fun on YouTube that I should be? checking out i don't know what did i just look at i was sending i would i think kyle crick sent me this but there's just certain channels that are like you know i'll find it i'll find it i'll find it there's one called uh academy of ideas and then there's one called after school and it's like weird little clips with illustrations of like certain smart people talking and it's like easier to follow it's like it's mm. actually really interesting there's some good stuff on that and then i'll also go through like stupid just dumb like doom scroll youtube where i can't even tell you what i watched for two hours just like dumb stuff or like the instagram explore page and you like black out and you're like where it happened it's like a, it's a good time waster they're good for flights for sure because you could just like totally zone out but nothing of like super great substance especially on instagram other than like that stuff i just mentioned on youtube and then like podcasts are always cool i don't feel like such a loser if i listen to podcasts <laughs> i know i know you dig your podcast more Tyler Glass now coming your way, but a quick reminder, today's episode presented by these guys at Shady Rays. I want you to take on the sun with gear that is built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades at a very affordable price. Plus, we got a great new offer for you. You can get 30% off of the custom Jimmy and Jake collab shades with the code JM30. I recently saw them when we were up recording Floorball, tried them both on. Even I looked super cool. I love the little signatures on the inside. They are perfect for you to wear in the near future. Did you know Shady Rays also offers a world-class product, just as good as any expensive pair ever worn. They got durable frames, extremely clear optics. You look awesome, by the way. And that's not all. You've heard me talk about it a ton. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in the history of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. What does that mean? If you lose or you break a pair, even on day one of ownership, the company sends you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You call up and you say, I can't believe I lost them. Only two days in, they say, hell, Mr. Rose, I got your address on file. You get a new pair right away. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. So head on over to ShadyRays.com. Use the code ROSE. You're going to get 50% off two plus pair of polarized sunglasses. And don't forget, 30% off the limited edition Jimmy and Jake collab shades with the code JM30. You might not be Jimmy, you might not be Jake, but you get a chance to look like him. There have been two huge movies this summer. Mm -hmm. Did you see Barbie? I did not. I haven't seen Barbie. I saw Oppenheimer, though. Well, speaking of, I mean, 
this is right in your wheelhouse because uh, yeah. Mr. Murphy did obviously have to do an entire press junket about it. Yeah. And did you see the clip where your name came up or no? Yeah, the one, yeah, a bunch of people sent it to me. They were like the one dude's interviewing him, and he was like, "Oh, I talked about base." Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. Let, oh, yeah for people that. that haven't seen it, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Throw it up. Throw it up. Are you aware? Again, I know you're not online. This this baseball player that's been mistaken for you. Yes, I've been sent Has that. This come up today, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. No, you're the first person that. Uh, but wasn't that like an AI generated image or something? I don't think so. Did oh, you really? see the image? Tyler yeah, Blasno? many people have said. <laughs> I need to turn off more notifications. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You've got a doppelganger. You've got a, a long lost twin. Yeah, well, he's a lot better at baseball. Than <laughs> but you're a bit better at acting, probably. Uh, well, we've all got our skills. <laughs> no, it's kind of nuts. And it was an AI generated photo. That's why I keep telling everyone it wasn't a real photo. It was AI generated? Put, yeah. Codify put like an AI of his face on my face. Like, I get that I look like him like certain photos i'm like whoa i look a lot like him and then sometimes like i think depending on like hair like i don't look like him at all but that photo that codify photo is ai generated and i told i remember when i blew up i was like this isn't real and everyone's like wow they look stunningly similar but it's not real like that's the funniest <laughs> part everyone's like no you look just like him and i see it but i don't know not that one so when you're watching the movie see that oh, there it's it fake. is yeah there you go see that right one is me, and that one is the is the AI generated one that blew up. That is crazy, though. <laughs> I don't look that much like him. Like I do see it, but not like that. That's crazy. Well, I, so I had to show it to Michelle last night. I was like, uh -huh. "Look at this." She goes, "No, no, no." She goes, "Tyler is way better looking than him." I don't. Know, I think see, Killian Murphy's a pretty good looking dude. I don't know, and he's an actor, and he's in Hollywood and stuff. I feel like he beats me in that department. Ah, Michelle. It's all it's all subjective. It's all up for anyone's interpretation. I vote for him. Everyone else can vote however they like. <laughs> Let's see him throw a, a one-two breaking ball to Shohei. Let's see me cry on command and act and and, and have passion when a nuclear bomb goes off. <laughs> I guarantee you, you're you would be a million times better at that than he would be at acting. Me. Yes. Oh, no, no. Oh, at throwing. Oh, if you were comparing the two. Yeah, I don't think they'd have much baseball in Ireland. I don't know if he's a good baseball player. Probably not. There's a clip everyone kept sending me to. If he was in a movie where he like played baseball or something, and he was like running around the bases, like crying or something. I don't know what it was from, but who knows? I don't know his skills, but I, I don't think I'm a very good actor. <laughs> did you ever do any in elementary school or? I did like plays when I was like really, really little, but I didn't, I didn't really like it. Like it was fun, I guess, but it was more about just like summer hanging out with people. And like, I was always like, if you had to choose a part, I'd be like, which one has the least amount of speaking roles? And I'd be like that one. <laughs> so it wasn't really, I wasn't like super passionate about it. Oh, I'm anything. the tree. I'm the tree. Yeah. I so, was happy to be it too. When you saw Oppenheimer, could you enjoy it? Or every time he pops on the screen, you're like, no, I didn't. I, of course I enjoy it. Like, I don't think about it as much as like, because I've watched movies with him forever. And then all of a sudden, just because he's in this huge movie, it's blown up now too. And the whole Oppenheimer, me looking like him has been a thing for years. Like since, I don't know how long, but they like blew up in their small little things a while ago. So it's been like, you know what I mean? Like for so many years now, I don't really think about it too much because it's like not like a new thing. Um, but I, yeah, I watched it just like, with enthusiasm i thought it was awesome i thought he did such a good job that movie was like very very good very long yeah but it was i like a long movie though so it was good do you want to meet him that'd be cool i don't know like 
he seems pretty reserved. Like, like he's not like, I don't know how much like, attention he likes, which is weird. Cause he's in like Hollywood and stuff. So I, I think the chances are relatively low, but it would be cool to meet him for sure. I think he's a freaking great actor. I just don't know how, what, like how that's going to happen. Maybe if I'm in, I think the chances are higher if I go to Ireland. <laughs> Maybe. Would, I don't know. Would you bring him a glass now Jersey? If he would like one, I would love to bring. Uh, yeah, probably I had to bring a gift or something. If he like somehow, yeah. I'd bring him a glass in that jersey. I'd bring or like a, maybe like a a Murphy jersey. I don't know which one would be more appropriate. <laughs> Why don't you go uh, Habsies? You could go uh, Murphy glass now. Yeah, maybe the hyphen. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I'll think of something, or maybe just go two, go all out, give them both. Uh, do we know how how tall is he? Any idea? I think he's pretty short. Well, I'm not sure. People, he's of average height. <laughs> yeah, most people in Hollywood are. I think yeah, the tiny. camera like to fit inside the screen. Yeah, I don't think he's very tall. I don't know. Look it up. I think five five something. Oh, I think five something. Five, five something. Oh, he's five seven according to Rob. Oh, oh sorry, wow. Rob. I didn't. My bad. My bad. I didn't. <laughs> you haven't you haven't met Rob in person yet, but Rob is. Rob would be <laughs> looking up. <clears throat> So uh, he has a big heart, though. So, so he's he's a six nine. Julian Murphy heart. would be my size. Yeah, he's five. There seven. you go. I'm five seven. Yeah, his size, Chris. Don't yeah. shortchange him. I'm not. <laughs> That's okay. Are you really five seven? Five six, actually. Yeah, exactly. Lying. Come there on now. Now the truth comes out. <laughs> <laughs> so he's five five. <laughs> oh man. Okay, uh, let's talk a little baseball. In this hand, I've got some good stuff and in this hand i've got some stuff which yeah which hand do you want to go with the good hand or the yeah which i'm eh. going to get to anyway yeah let's go and eh, first yeah okay i was watching your start in anaheim game one of the doubleheader mm-hmm. saturday breezed through the first inning on like nine pitches or whatever mm-hmm. second inning it's the rare back-to-back check swing infield hits that led to a couple runs. Mm-hmm. The next inning, shit went crazy. They barely got a ball out of the infield, and you're giving up runs, a ton of them. And all of a sudden, I look up on the scoreboard. It's like six to two Angels. Mm-hmm. And I want to throw something through the television just because my buddy, <laughs> this isn't going well for him. How the hell did you not want to punch a wall? Well, I, I mean, I did want to. I still got a pitch, though. <laughs> I was like angry, but I just think that's how it like. You're going to have a couple of those every season and as you get it out of the way, I guess, because it's like a lot because it's not like a really like defense generated. Like There's some errors or whatever, but it wasn't like really a lot of that. It was more just like weird random hits and stuff. Um, yes. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like that's just kind of how it is. And then I also it kind of like evens itself out because you have to think about all the other starts where like you get balls rocketed right at dudes or there's a guy on third and second. That's happened a couple of times this year, too. Even that game, like later as the game went on, my stuff wasn't as great. There was a lot of like hard hit stuff right at people. So I think at the like it does even out. It feels like shit when it always happens in like in like bunches. But like there's a lot of times where there's a lot more damage that can be done, especially me being on the raise. Like I probably have so many defensive run saves in comparison to other defenses because we're so freaking good at defense. Like so it probably just all evens out. Like it's super annoying in the moment and you're all pissed off, but at the end of the day, it's like Whatever. It's happened so many different times to me, like throughout my baseball career. It's like, all right, I can't really like the more I sit there and I'm just like, oh, I'm all angry. Like it's it's it is what it is, I guess. Like it's a boring answer, but it is. Like I can't do anything about it. So I might as well just get over it. Okay, but is that a a learned 
trait? Is it, was there a time in your development as a minor leaguer or earlier in your career in Pittsburgh or even Tampa where that that fuse would have been lit? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think a lot of times it's just more about like you do something embarrassing or like you get really mad and then like you show up something or like do because even then I was like emotional, I was like yelling and stuff, but it wasn't directed towards anyone. It's more about like just the situation. It's not like anyone's fault. Um, like I'm getting emotional and like super mad and like yelling and stuff, but it's not really like directed towards anyone. I think when you're younger, if you ever like, I don't know if it's a specific like correlated example to that, but there's been times in the minor leagues where you do do something and the coach is like, Hey, you look like an idiot, like yelling at your teammates. So like, there's something that happens or your teammates get mad or something where it's happened so many different times in the minor leagues or not even me watching someone else act poorly or something or like get mad and blame his teammates or something you look at that and like how everyone responds to that and you're like, Oh, and you see a lot of it in the minor league. So I think you just get conditioned to like not do it, you know, like just cause you're mad. It's just probably the same as like with your kids. Like if every time you're mad, you get super angry and you like yell, it probably, you know, it's probably like you got to kind of hold back and like not show your emotions. It's the same. I don't know if it's the same thing. Having kids is probably harder, but like, <laughs> it's the same. Like you just like the more times you do it, the more times you catch yourself being like, okay, I don't want to like react to this. Like I go into the tunnel and like, blow some stuff up but that's more about like this frustration of like the situation it's not anyone's issue because no one's trying to do bad or anything or like most it's just my pitches where the guys hit the balls that way so if anything it's my, my fault i'm mad at myself so like but you can't really like i guess when i was younger in the minor leagues i would if i got really angry it would maybe leak into me just being like in like a pity mindset and then like more runs would score and more runs would score i think that's the one thing you get more like immune to like no matter how mad you are you just kind of have to keep like pitching because I knew I had to get it was a double header, so it's like I'm, I can't just like come out of the third inning. I have to pitch at least six or some seven innings. So it was like, all right, whatever, like get over it and throw more. Did you uh, did you destroy the tunnel? No, I usually like, throw a glove and like hit a trash can. And like I'm a big like physical, loud like I get pretty mad in the dugout or not the dugout, like the tunnel. Like I'll like blow something up, but like nothing, nothing crazy. I'm like hurt myself, but like I'm pretty like a uh, physical reaction type of guy. Yeah, let's not kick anything. Let's not break no, its toe. Yeah. I mean, I've never been like hurt or anything. You got to find things that are like pliable, like a rubbery trash can or something. It just it does it. I remember when I was younger in the minor or in the big leagues with the Pirates, I've always been like a very very high emotion pitcher, and I, I always remember like pitching and then like being in the big leagues and and being told and also just not wanting to like show emotion because you're new. And I would just sit in the dugout with all this like rage. And I would think about my, my like mentality would be like, don't get angry. So the whole game, it was like, I was bottling up this anger and I was more focused on like how I was perceived than how I was pitching. And I finally remember going to the raise and just like, just being like something about like, just screw, like yelling and like getting like that physical exertion of like anger out. I just completely, I'm like, all right, that's gone. And I just don't, you kind of just move on. I think the more I held on to it, I like would pitch a lot worse. And I had to come to the realization of like, I'm not a monk. Everyone teaches like you have to be mentally consistent and you can't have any ups and any downs. And I'm like, that's just not how it works for me. Like, I don't, I'm just going to go ahead and do this thing, get mad and then move on. And I always just move on. Like, even after a really bad start, give me 20 minutes and I'm like, I'm fine. Like after it's all said and done, it's fine. Like I'm, I'm okay. And it used to be worse, but now it's like starts over next one. Summer is winding down, but guess what? Baseball season never ends because there are leagues to be had during the fall and the winter, depending on where you live, and you can always take batting practice inside. So you need to take care of your hands. That means that Launchpad is here to help. It has reinvented baseball thumb guard designed for fit, feel, and performance. Unlike other thumb guards, Launchpad is asymmetrical and hand-specific. It's kind of like 
a glove or shoe for the best possible fit, and it has left and right-handed models as well. Now, Launchpad had a unique bat-shaped channel that gives an extra low-profile shape, kind of a natural rocking motion in your hand. Also, plenty of protection against shock when you get jammed on the inside pitch. Well, the channel has a central pivot point. It rocks and cradles your bat, kind of mimicking the way that your bat moves and feels when you aren't wearing a thumb guard. So it's shaped to fit both the bat and your hand with a flush fit, and it creates stability in your grip, protects your hand, optimizes performance. As a result, you're going to make more direct connection with your bat to eliminate slack in your swing. All of that sounds great and sounds super helpful. Ultimately, when you fire your hands, your bat will launch immediately with maximum acceleration and force. If you don't believe me, check out the website, www.launchpadthumbguard.com. Learn more. Try one for yourself. And who knows? You'll be so good, I might be interviewing you on the Chris Rose rotation. I've been listening to your starts, too. Like when you don't finish a pitch the way you want to, let's say your curveball, instead of bouncing exactly behind the plate, right where Mm -hmm. you want it, or you're going to get that swing and miss, it bounces at 56 feet. Mm -hmm. I'll hear, fuck! Yeah. I I hear that on the broadcast. Is that like Uh part of your, like, okay, if I don't get it done, fuck, and then I move on to the next thing. Yeah, it's just like a like a reaction. Like I think I'm just a quick like feel the emotion, like react to it, and then because it doesn't like deter me, it doesn't make me like pitch any worse. It's just more about like you have a certain expectation of what you're trying to do for that pitch. You've done it for I've done it for like so many years, and I don't execute it. And I, my initial reaction is fuck, and I yell fuck, and they go okay next pitch. Like it is, I just get it out. I'm just that's how like my whole family is kind of like you feel something, you get it out, and you're fine, you move on. Like. So I just think it, as a pitcher in the big leagues, you have to have like really high expectations. And I think it's probably what like not annoys Kyle, but he knows too that I have like, even in bullpens, if I'm not perfect, I'm pissed. And he's like, it's kind of annoying to see you just like have the highest standards for yourself. And it's just like, you don't really give yourself any like leeway, but I don't, that's not really how I work. Like, I don't want to be the person of like, I'm not like, it's good to hunt the positives, but like, I'm more of a realist. Like I know how good it can be. And if I don't reach to the point if i say i throw 20 pitches in a bullpen and 15 of them are good and five of them are bad but i've thrown bullpens where 19 are good and, and one is bad that's the standard i want to hit every single time and it's not like i'm going to go in and pout if i don't do it but in the moment if i don't achieve it i'm going to be like fuck okay how do i get better at doing this like i'm going to be mad in the moment but that doesn't make me any worse i think sometimes people assume that like when you are upset about something that makes you pitch less or like certain people who don't work the way you work or like need positive reinforcement watch me do that and go, Oh no, that's not good. He's not in a good place, but that's not oh. the case at all. It's it's like, I expect to be like close to perfect. And then I get mad at not being perfect. And then five minutes goes by and I go, all right, next bullpen. Like, it's not, I don't really work in like the like positive self-talk. Like as long as my, my self-talk isn't like, you're the worst, you suck. Like pity. I'm a big, like my self-talk is like, you're a pussy, do better. It's not like, hey, that was okay. That's good, Tyler. If I talk to myself like that, I'm like, what are you doing? That's not, that's just not how I work. That's not how like any, like, I do, it doesn't help me at all. So it's just oh. like, as long as your positive, your self-talk isn't like, you stink, you loser, like really putting yourself into a worse spot, it's fine. Like, I think the whole negative thing, like that's how I operate. <laughs> that is great. I love that. Hey, I want to get back real quickly to something you said, just it's kind of a word of advice to all parents out there and kids that are kind of in the developmental stage, still in, in high school and you're dealing with your emotions out on the baseball field. We have one parent who I'm very close with and kids played with Brady for a long time. And when he's on the mound, dad gets upset when errors are made behind him. Okay. 
and he'll go, come on, defense, let's go. And I turn to him and I go, do you think that our kids are trying to make mistakes when your boy's on the mound? Like, just chill. They're going to they're all going to figure it out. Or he's yelling at the umpires and stuff. And it drives me nuts. Mm Because I go, hey, when your son walks batters or gives up a double to the wall, our shortstop's not walking in going, hey, motherfucker, let's clean it up. Yeah, I know. It's it's still a team sport. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bad look. I, I remember in Little League doing that. Everyone I knew that was like the best baseball player and their dads were like that. They just all quit. They just all or like the dad was always like very involved and very like do this, do that. Or like you just tell the kid was like, I can't fucking do it. I just don't want to do this anymore. Like I just think being like the helicopter coach parent is like the the worst possible thing a parent can do. Like just sit back and watch is like the greatest thing. You can do and just like no matter how good you do or bad you do, like you're still going to be, you're fine. Like I don't care how you do as a baseball player. I think a lot of times too, the kid self motivation is going to be like I think a lot of times parents think like the way that they portray themselves to their kid. They're like I'm going to change his personality and want him to care more about baseball. Like chances are you have to have, find that like drive to be good on your own or a coat or like you know what I mean. You can like work at it, but like if you want to be good, that's up to you. A dad going like. You bro, like be angry or like that's just gonna go the other way. I've never seen a like a helicopter loud parent being louder help the kid. All the kids I knew that were the best players ended up quitting in high school because they were like, I just can't do this anymore. Like this dude is a psychopath. Like at every game, I know guys in pro ball whose parents were like that, and it would like it, like after when they would do bad after a game, they would have react to it as if they were still in like. Like, I got to talk to my dad. I'm like, why don't you just tell your dad you're in pro ball? He's not even in the same state as you. Like, it's just crazy. Or like, I think too, what you're saying, as far as like reacting, like, I'm sure like he's just emotional and angry in the situation. And that's probably a, instead of like letting out your anger, you probably should bottle that one up deep inside. <laughs> Cause like that you're, that's weird. They're yelling at a bunch of like teenagers to do better, but like, that's fucking, that would, just, I would, I don't, if I think if I was there hearing that, I would have, I would not be able to just like hear him do that. I'd be like, this is ridiculous. I'd be so angry. Hey, wait a second. You said that you played with guys in pro ball who would run to I daddy. I played with after- dudes in pro ball that like their dad would like fly in after or like would call them and be like, what the fuck were you thinking swinging at that 3-1? And they were still like, oh, my dad. And I'm like, what? The-? And it was just like this weird like you just like couldn't develop out of that little. You know how they say when you have like trauma when you're eight, you some part of you doesn't mature anymore. Like that part you just turn into a little kid and can't mature. I think there's got to be some of that going on. Because I'm like, dude, just hang up the phone. I know it's your dad, but like. You're in pro ball. Like he's never taken in the bat for you. Like I know he's like been your coach and everything, but like him like yelling at you. I've known multiple people and it would like affect them like a lot. In low A and like high A, their dads would like just show up and be like, we gotta take swings in the cage. I was like, this is crazy. Like crazy stuff, dude. It's so weird. Like the that the whole like overbearing parent thing is like, I hope I I know when I have kids and I'm watching. I'm going to say nothing. I'm going to be so like, I'll help you if you need help, but I'm not. That was the worst growing up. And I'm glad Greg and Donna never did that. They were always like, maybe when I was younger a little bit, but like they were both like, you got it. Don't worry about it. They were there if I needed them, but they never like got too weird with it. Man, oh man, college football is back. Are you ready for week one? Well, DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any college football game and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. 
Life's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSE and new customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet $5 on any college football game. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSE and the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. CDKNG.com slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposits restrictions apply. Now back to the show. I want to congratulate you on being named the AL Pitcher of the Month for the month of July. Thank you. Appreciate okay, I it. know that you're very much, let's get on to the next start and all this sort of stuff. But based on all the hard work that you have put in, through the Tommy John, through the delayed start of this season and everything else, could you take two minutes and appreciate the journey that got you to that point? Yeah, it was great. It was awesome to get the pitcher of the month. I remember too, before it came out, I was like, oh, I pitched pretty well this month. And like looked and I was like, oh, I could maybe win pitcher of the month because I won it in 19 and it was awesome. That was like when I first, first time I like did good for like an extended period of time. And then I was in Yankee Stadium and then Shin came up to me, our, our acupuncture guy. And was like, did you win pitcher of the month? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. And he goes, I think he won it. And then I went and looked and I was like, Oh, that's awesome. It was like either me or Savali. Um, and I ended up winning. Yeah. I was really happy. I was really excited that like, cause I did bad in the beginning of the season for a little bit. Like it was always like really inconsistent up and down. And then once I got into that rhythm, I had like seven or something good starts in a row. And I was like, all right, good. I'm getting like a nice little foundation under me and like getting back to the point where my brain was a lot more like level as opposed to being like changing everything every week trying to feel normal on a mound again so it was good i definitely was happy to 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 get it for sure okay good happy yeah um i also i wanted to ask you sorry don't go back yeah how did this after the conversation with did you talk to the parent did anything change <laughs> no nothing has changed i mean it's yeah it, <laughs> it's how it goes. <laughs> no we've been doing this for for years this we've been doing this dance for seven or eight years together yeah that's gnarly and you should go I really like him. I like yeah. him a lot. Like good dude means yeah. well. We we're social with the parents, like the whole bit. So he's not yeah. a jerk. It's just something happens when people get around athletics at that age. And their kids are involved. And there's like this, oh, some yeah. element of like, this is an extension of me. And it's like this whole, you should get some of the dads together and just go, go out to like the outfield before the game starts. And everyone just smokes just get him to get a little stoned and then maybe he'll come in and he'll be all scared <laughs> and paranoid and he won't have any time to think about yelling at people on the team. <laughs> well, at that time of day, it's actually gummies midday. I <laughs> yeah, there. Give him just like, hey, I got these gummy bears. They're like gluten free. They're really good for you. Try one and you'll do it. Dude, okay. You know this. We're in LA. Everything's legal. Right. So maybe that you should, yeah, you should have an intervention with him. Instead of yeah. being like, don't do drugs, be like, you should start considering doing drugs. <laughs> I should just set it up at the parent concession stand. <laughs> yeah. yeah for exactly. anybody 21 and over, please. Yeah, the adult line. There you yeah. go. Hopefully this is the last year because um, Brady said that he's not going to play ball after this year. There was a possibility he was going to play in college. And he told us he came to a realization recently that, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to do it anymore. He said, "I just want to kick ass my senior year. I want to help us win CIF and That's ride cool. off into the sunset." 
you don't know too if he goes and like has that mentality and like kind of like a little bit more free and then goes out and plays well yeah. you never know you know like someone could see him and you know yeah. who knows yeah i got you know, one more just... looks my senior year i didn't get anything until my senior year i started doing well and then that's when all the stuff happened would you have tra- you i remember where were you gonna go western oregon or something no university of portland oh university of portland my bad yeah i wonder if you would have changed schools if you had not gone yeah i already signed that letter i don't know how like concrete that is but i already signed to go like i was already like and i think i wouldn't have gone pro if i was going to a different school i think that's what ended up happening i was i got so much better my senior year and i was like i even remember like visiting university of portland being like i hate it where do i sign like i didn't like it i was just like oh it's a d1 school and they're gonna give me money to play baseball like i don't know who else is gonna do this so i committed earlier and i really liked the pitching coach but i remember visiting there and being like ah it feels feels bad i guess i'll whatever here we go i guess i'll sign and then I got, and then I like got more of a scholarship when I got drafted. I was like, I need more money to consider going to school. And then I think they ended up giving me like a full ride. So that was like the the in between of like, oh, like should I? And then I remember sitting in my mom's car, being like, they're gonna pay me to play baseball. I don't have to do homework. I don't have to go to that school I don't really like. And it was just like obvious. But if I was going to like UCLA or like I really wanted to go to Berkeley or UCLA, I think I would have gone to college for sure. You would have been great at Berkeley with your mindset. You would have been great. <laughs> That's offensive. <laughs> Wait, whoa, whoa, why? I'm joking. Uh, I don't know. I just love the school. I love the area. I have cousins from around there. But like, hold on. Why do? You, why know. would you take offense to that? I don't. I don't. I just like the, I. I think that I agree with you on certain things, but also there's certain things in Berkeley that just like extra super wokeness. And I think certain like I'm definitely more. I lean probably on the left a lot right. of stuff, but like certain things, I'm like I don't get it. So I think like certain stuff with Berkeley, I'd be like, I don't know. It seems kind of gnarly. No, I get it. But what it does is it gives you, I guess college in general gives you the opportunity to kind of take your mind and your experience, whatever direction you want. I just think you would have thrived in a collegiate atmosphere. I, really I think I would have. Yeah, it would have been awesome. I th- I wanted to go to Berkeley the most because like the, the program, like the field. And I don't I think they like ended up canceling their baseball program, though. So that probably would have been bad. Or well, for, uh, for like a little bit, didn't they? Didn't they camp? Yeah. Didn't they? They stopped having a baseball program. I don't know. I mean, At some Vaughn point. went there. I know that Andrew Vaughn went there for the White Sox. I remember though, like they were considering like stopping. Something happened. I don't know if they ended up hmm. getting funding or whatnot. But like it was either them or UCLA. I just didn't think I was good enough to go to UCLA, and I was going to walk on to Berkeley. Um, and then uh, if I waited in my senior, I'm sure I could have could have gotten like a scholarship or something. But yeah, Wait, I really wanted year, to go there. What year did you graduate? Graduated in 2011. 2011. Hmm. Okay. Got it. Um, yeah. I want to talk to you a little bit about It's interesting you're staying at McClanahan's house because he's another guy that's having Tommy John on this staff. I think, what, you lost three guys this year to it, three starters or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then the number of guys since 2019, it's been alarming, right? Yeah. And so people are wondering, well, what is going on in the Rays system? Do you guys, do they talk to you about what's going on? Do you have conversations with guys in the organization to say, hey, maybe something's not going right? Or is it just freak? I don't know. Like, I, I've, there's been conversations and stuff like offseason stuff. But, like, I don't know. It just seems to be like, I think a lot of it is, like, the mentality of we get a lot of guys from other organizations that will come over. And, like, our mentality is, like, just throw throw your best stuff down the middle. So I think maybe, like, that mentality mixed with, stuff like i don't know i think it's just it could be no rhyme or reason there could be a reason i don't know like i don't know if it's like the 
training room stuff. I, we have a great training room. Like Joe does a good job. We have a lot of like any sort of like care you need. We have, we have like soft tissue and acupuncture and all that stuff. Like we have like a really, really strong foundation of like healing and what's it called? Like recovery and stuff. But I don't, I'm not like a strength and conditioning trainer. Like I don't have the, I don't know what a, a program consists of to like keep guys healthy. I don't know like how you even write it out start to finish. I don't know if it's that. I don't, I really have no idea. But I know other organizations will have Tommy John. I just didn't know like when looking at ours compared like how much more it is than any other other place or like how many more injuries we have. But like it's definitely not for like a lack of trying. Like Joe does a really good job and like our training room is like it's awesome. There's a lot of things in there that that like can get you to get ready to play. But I guess it's like I don't know how, like what the formula is of like injury prevention, especially Tommy John, like maybe other organizations might have a different philosophy of like, you need to do this and these preventatives and these correctives and like more of a, like a strength and conditioning background or, or what, but I'm sure other organizations have the same as ours too. Like it's pretty, I just don't know how all this stuff is written, but I had a, I liked rehabbing with the raise, like the rehab itself after hurting myself was really good. So I don't know, like maybe the pre stuff, there's more we can do. I, I don't, I really have no idea though. Yeah, I think it's hard to nail down. It just it was such an alarming yeah, number that it. I know. I haven't even looked at like I know it's a lot. I haven't looked at on like comparatives or anything like that. But I don't. I really don't know. I don't know if they're thinking about doing something else or I don't. I have no idea. Yeah. But yeah, I I like it with the the training. Um, as great a year as you guys have had, there's been a bit of turmoil over the last ten plus days having to deal mm -hmm. with one of your best players in Wander Franco. And I don't want to get into the particulars because that's not fair. Um. But when you know that you're probably not going to have one of your best players, possibly for the rest of the year, was there a team meeting? Was it, hey, guys, he's going to deal with this. I know he's a friend of yours. I know we need him here, but let's just go on. How did you guys handle that as a franchise? It's been pretty quiet as far as like, because we don't know any of the details. Like they're doing their investigation and stuff. So it's not like we are getting a bunch of info on it. Like I think it's been pretty like quiet as of now. I think we, they definitely said, like, hey, we're trying to work this out. We're getting info as it comes in. Like, we're going to keep you guys updated. Uh, but, like, at this point, yeah. Like, Wander, I'm pretty sure you went home or they got put on administrative leave. But that's really all, all we've got. We haven't gotten any more details or anything. Because I don't know, like, no one really understands, like, what happened or when it was. Or, like, no, players, we don't we really know. I think we're all just waiting for, like, the investigation to happen and, like, figure out what's going on with all that stuff. And then I'm sure we'll get more info on it. But we've gotten, like, not much. But how do you deal with that as a guy who this is your teammate? This is your brother. Yeah, been with him. Yeah, yeah. At this point, everyone's just kind of like, it's just kind of like a standstill right now. Like, I don't know how much, like, who's talking to who. I don't know. Like, it is a, it's a really weird situation. Like, it's a, it's a huge blow. It's a huge person to lose. He's one of our best players, if not the best player in our team. So it's like, we're just trying to, like, go on as much as we can. And I think the theme of the Rays, too, has always been like, it's the next man up type mentality. Like we've had so many different guys up and down and like since losing, we've played well and we're just trying to carry on as normal. Like the, it's just trying to like kind of put your head down and just go play normal baseball. Like there's nothing we can really do right now. Get it. I appreciate yeah. you, uh, you answering all of that. Um, before we let you go, there were a few kind of fun things I saw on your Instagram where you got to be a food judge. Oh yeah. Recently. Uh huh. Okay. How did that go? You looked very happy while you were doing this, by the way. Look at how happy you are. Huh? <laughs> fun stuff. That was actually super fun. It was what? the day before I pitched, and there was like that feeding 
feeding Tampa Bay like event. You know, it would take like all the best chefs from around the area and did like a basically like a chopped competition. And I love watching the Food Network. So there's a series answer. I'll watch the Food Network. There you okay. go. That's what I like to watch. All right. And it was just I got to do the finale, and it was uh, Bandit Coffee and Wild Child in St. Pete, which are like right next to each other. One's a coffee shop, and one's like a restaurant that we really like to go to. And they gave them like weird ingredients, and then they got together and like made a thing in 30 minutes. It was basically just like the same thing as one of those shows. And then the people I was sitting next to knew way more about food than I did. So like, when they'd get it, I'd be like, I'd have to do like the, well, you know, the balanced tones of life. <laughs> just have like no clue. But I could tell like if it was good or bad. And like the guy made like all things considered, all the weird that one of the things was like red snapper and mint jelly. Like it was just super strange, like ingredients, and they had to come up with something really fast. And they all they both did such a good job. Uh, but it was such a sick event. I would do it again for sure. It was really really fun. Why didn't you just say you don't have to play the uh, the whole um, food critic role? You just could have been like, that's this what they were good. like. You need to judge it. Be critical. Like you need to be honest. Like do everything you can. And I was like, all right. And like I gave like. This is really good. You didn't have much time. Like this was cooked really well. Like I know enough about that stuff. Like the flavors are really nice together. It was like considering you're using mint jelly and fucking red snapper, but like they the food was amazing for what they had to work with. So I was like every meal, I was like, this is amazing. Certain stuff like texturally, one was weird. So I was like, the texture's a little off, but the flavors are good. Like just general stuff. And then we all kind of had the same type of answers. And if I didn't know, she'd go first. I'd be like, yes, I agree. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> that's yes. And like, they would just kind of talk and it was fun. I, it was nice to get to know them too. Cause I really like going to different restaurants and like really good food. And they were like the perfect people to talk to. One's like a, a food blogger who knows all the spots. So I was talking to her, like, where should I go? And then the other one was like this awesome chef at one of the best restaurants. So it was, it was fun. It was one of my favorite like little things I've done in Tampa for sure. You will not be paying for dinner at that restaurant. That was like an event space. I'll never, I'm, or no, that was at the Epicurean. So like, I don't even think, yeah, there's a restaurant there. I probably will though. No. <laughs> I guarantee I'll pay what? for dinner now. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about the chef that was sitting to like uh, your right or whatever. Oh like, yeah. That's like a members only place. So I have to be a member. I can't get in anyway. So members only. It's like a, it's like a kind of a cool concept. Like you pay a monthly fee and then you get to go like, it's kind of a weird, I don't even know how it works, but it's not like a, you go in and pay. It's like, you need to be a member to eat there. And then like, so the reservations are always available and you pay a certain amount of month. So it's like a generated amount a month and they know how much, like it's an easier way to profit, I guess. And then like hmm. people who just like this girl's food go to, yeah, have her food. Okay. Fair enough. Cool I'm going to end it on this. I loved seeing your Instagram yesterday. You played catch with a kid. Um, I believe from make a wish. Mm -hmm. were... Oh yeah. 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 He was awesome. It was crazy too. He like had an amazing arm. He was like a very, very good baseball player. He was like super well-spoken too. And like super And too. He's like not nervous at all. I generally, I guess like when you meet a kid, a lot of times they're like, Oh, you're a baseball player. He was just like, yeah. Having like really cool conversations and just like, look at this form. It's really good stuff. Everything was a strike. Like he was really good. Yeah. And then he threw a perfect strike and it was just a cool dude to talk to. It was nice. I love it. He's got the knee-high socks. He's good. Yeah. A whole bit. He was really, really – I was impressed. That was one of the best first pitches I've ever seen. That is so good. That's so good. But yeah, and that was fun. As much as you lifted up his spirits, I mean, I imagine for a guy who just goes through the same thing every day to see a kid who's got a few challenges ahead of him and just to see a nice smile out there and a little breather from the rest of it was probably cool for you. 
Yeah, for sure. And too, yesterday I was just in like a like a bull mood from all the the like mood or like the travel and everything. I'm just like I'm so tired. And then like you get into this space of baseball where you're just like, mm, poor me. And then like going and doing that, I'm like, I'm such a pussy. Like any type of bad mood I've ever been in, it's like, hey, there's a guy outside with like leukemia who wants to throw a ball to you. It's like, oh yeah. Like I'm anytime I'm in a bad mood, I should probably not be. Like it's kind of ridiculous. Like so it's cool doing that stuff for sure. But yeah, he was like a super super cool dude. Well, just remember, you are allowed to be in a bad mood. It doesn't mean, you know, you know what I mean? No, like if, always... if it gets to the point where it's just like me, it's like, come on. Like, I know, I know, but we all sit with that. And, it, but it's okay. Like, even if you're rich and successful and doing exactly what you want on this planet, yeah. you're still allowed to have bad moments and bad days. People can't be like, well, hold on, look at you. You're making, you know, $5 yeah. million dollars a year playing a kid's sport. Like, I get it. Like, right. Yeah. You're, he's very fortunate, but you're human too. It's okay. Yeah, I think stress is always like relative. Like your worst day is your worst day, and then you compare everything to that for sure. But I think at the certain times, it's like little things you can kind of be in a bad mood without knowing it, or like you can kind of, and then like it's kind of up to you to be like, all right, stop it. Or there's things you can do to to like, you know what I mean? Like just because you're a little tired doesn't mean you have to be moody. <laughs> it's just like a little tired, and I'm like, oh yeah. And then I just think it's like a, it's like you do realize like if you do think about like how oh, okay things are pretty good and like it could be this way or like you compare it to like remember when you were sick or remember when you had fucking tommy john like remember how much that sucked and now think about it like it's not that bad and it's like oh yeah it's true and then that generally will pull you out of a bad mood not always like i'm a i get pretty moody sometimes you can ask megan like <laughs> i'm definitely as moody as the next guy but like i think certain times like doing that type of stuff helps me be like all right it's not so bad well, I always appreciate you being the king of perspective. Uh, stay healthy. Enjoy the last six weeks of the regular season. I'm sure we'll catch up with you at some point. Maybe pre-playoffs. I know you're not allowed yeah. to talk about that, but you guys will be in. Um, tell everybody hi and tell uh, Mr. McClanahan to feel well and tell him he's got a great kitchen. I will. I'll let him know. Thanks, Thank guys. You. Uh, for our one-of-a-kind producer, Robbie Scirocco, and Tyler Glass now, whom you cannot see in Oppenheimer. I am Chris Rose. We'll see you next time on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.